Grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Dr. Derek Henderson of the Academy of Prophetic Arts. Welcome to One on One with Dr. D. Today we're going to be discussing something that has been, uh, I guess, in the church realm, something that has come up again and again and again. And because of the times that we live in, it's going to continue to keep coming up. That's, that's just going to be something that happens. But I want to speak to you today and teach a lesson in reference to demonology. Now, I taught this course in my class uh, that just passed uh, at the academy. And I believe that the students found that this information was useful, even though a lot of them uh, already had the basis or the basics of demonology because of the denominational principles that whenever you come from specific churches, it seems to be a topic of consistency. Now, I want to say this before I go into the lesson. Everything is not the devil. Because you can't pay your rent doesn't mean the devil is attacking you because your car got towed or repossessed doesn't mean it's the devil. It simply means that you didn't pay your bills. And it annoys me. And I'm a very straight teacher. I'm a very straight shooter. When individuals act as if the devil is behind every bad thing that happens. No, sometimes you are the devil. And I'll leave that right there. Let's get into the lesson. I want to begin to speak about the origin and nature of demons. The origin and nature of demons. Are you ready? Let's take this ride. There are three powers at work in the earth today. Three. One, two, three. You have God's power. You have our power, man's power, and demonic power. Now, a lot of people, including Christians, they're only familiar with human power, what we can do. Now, those of us that are in uh, Pentecostal charismatic churches, those that believe in the spiritual aspect, we know that there is more than just a human power, but we oftentimes uh, compartmentalize that. And we think that everything is us. Sometimes there are people, and I've coined this particular phrase, uh, super charismatic because they're Christian expialidocious. Those are the individuals that everything is a demon, everything is an angel, everything is spiritual. I'm going to say this, some people may get upset uh, that I'm saying this, but when people are like that, I believe they may need help because we serve a balanced God. You cannot have everything one way and everything not because it's unbalanced. The reason why a seesaw works is because there's weight on the other side to bring it back down or bring it back up. We serve a balanced God. All right, so we have to understand all three of the things 
that I'm speaking about. All right, all three. Now, demons, they go by different names. They go by several different names, okay? In the Bible, they're either devils, they're unclean spirits, they're evil spirits. And all of those terms refer to the same thing. Same thing. And what we'll do is we'll use the term devils, demons, and the devil interchangeably. So while I'm speaking, I'm going to go over those in those different fashions. Let's get a definition, shall we? A demon, by definition, is a disembodied spirit of malevolent, which means evil, power and assignment. And what it does is it seeks to hinder God's plans and destroy man's life. Okay? What they do is they work to make God look like a liar. But you cannot make God a liar. But they work to try to make God look like a liar because of man's perceptions. And there are countless demons. And they know that what they're doing and their time is short. Now, it seems a little um, trivial to say that demons know their time is short because demons, in actuality, are spiritual beings that function outside of time. Let me throw this in here so that the people can understand exactly where I'm coming from. We as human, the human construct is we operate within the realm of time. Us, our physical beings, our physical selves that were created were created in time. No, I'm sorry. Let, let me let me back that up. We were created outside of time to live with God for eternity. Sin came in because of disobedience and corrupted this flesh. It was designed to walk with God. Because that's what God did. He came to the garden in the cool of the day. He was already in the garden, but he came and walked with Adam in the cool of the day. When man sinned and God put him outside of the garden was when the clock began. See the correlation? So, demons and any spirits they don't have a physical representation unless they manifest. The only way they can manifest within the construct of time is by utilizing a human vessel or a vessel that is made of flesh. Therefore, they are incapable of being subject to time. So when I say their time is short, that means the time that they have to corrupt the works of God within the construct of time that was created because man sinned. All right, I'm quite sure everybody has gotten that, okay? So uh, the head of the, 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 the demonic guard, their captain is Satan. Um, and his name, for those who don't know, and I'm quite sure many of you know, um, is Lucifer. So, question, where did demons come from? Where did they come from? Well, 
let's look at this. Okay, Satan's origin is very clearly presented in the Bible. We know this. We know that Satan is a created being. Now, we weren't there. We weren't around when he was created. But we know that he was created. And at some point in time, he was the covering cherubim that covered God's throne. He had instantaneous access to God. He was extremely powerful and very close to the total authority of the creator of the universe and everything. Okay? So we know that his original name was Lucifer, which means light bearer. That's what it means. It, it's, it didn't he become the opposite of what it was that he was created to be. And he was once, like I stated, the most anointed and beautiful angel, the chief of angels, the anointed cherubim that covereth um, beautiful. He was full of wisdom. He was perfect from his creation. In other words, he was all that and a bag of chips. That's what he was. And he had one complete designation. He was heaven's worship leader. Now, there are so many analogies that I could go into here, and I'm quite sure most of you have heard this. So I'm not going to go, I'm not going to waste the time to go into it. But understanding how music infects and affects many people of many different persuasions, race, uh, ethnicities, cultures, uh, music is a universal language all unto itself. Why? Because that which was created to worship God was taken and now utilized to corrupt man. We still worship God. We still lift our hands. We still sing praises unto him. However, the problem is that that same music that is so very powerful in drawing us to God is just as powerful to push us away from God because it's not the music itself that's corrupt. It's the tools that are, it's the tools that are attached to the music that make it corrupt. And if you don't understand that, it's the lyrics that we put to the music. Music itself is not corrupt. It's instrumentation, sounds put together in a melodious fashion. However, you add words that are denigrating, that are extremely sexual, extremely immoral. Now you have a bad song. The music probably isn't so bad. It's the lyrics. All right, let me move off of that. Satan, once again, Lucifer, he was lifted up in pride. Okay? He became filled with, with violence and he corrupted his wisdom and defiled his sanctuaries. Let me, let, let me say this. He was lifted up with pride because of how he looked. And, and I want you to hear me when I say this, how he looked what he could do and how well he could do what he did. Sounds very much 
like a lot of humans and individuals that come into a knowledge of their self outside of God. Let me throw a little bit of, uh, um, let me throw a little bit of Hebrew at you. We are the image of God. We are the Imago Dei. We were created in the image and likeness of God. Genesis 1, 26, 27, and 28 speaks about how God created us. He created uh, us in his image and in his likeness. He created he, him. Male and female created he, them. We were created in the image of God, male, and women were created in the image of man, female. Okay, just to set that biblical record straight. Anyone have a question, uh, if they have a concern, or if they have a debate? Dr. Derek Henderson, 845-531-7786. You can reach out and we can get in touch with one another. All right. God called him profane after Lucifer defiled his his sanctuaries and corrupted his wisdom. He called him profane and then he got rid of him. He kicked him out because he tried to take, he tried an insurrection. He tried a January 11th in heaven, long before the earth was ever conceived and born. He tried a January 11th and our Lord and Savior God was not having it. He wasn't having it. And so therefore God had to put him out his shoes, his wings, and everything that was associated with him, and for him to take his people, his boys, whichever way you want to say it, for him to leave, and he cast him out. Now, in between him casting him out, there are many people who want to know where he cast him to, because this all took place, hear this, before the creation of the world. So if he cast them out, where did God cast them to? It also challenges our perspective of the creative narrative that the earth is only a couple of thousand years old. It challenges that from the evangelical perspective and some other denominational perspectives as to the timeline. All right, but we, we're, we're, that's not what we're here for. We can get into the deeper conversations in other lessons. So God kicked him out, cast him out. Okay. Um, and he cast him out in the mountain of God. Now they're also there. There, God is in one or two places in the Bible is a representation. There was a mountain of God. Okay. There was the garden. Okay. And let me just throw this in here so that people can understand this. Uh, and this is a bit of revelation that God gave me, but it is also a, a, a theological concept. And that is that the garden itself was the kingdom of God. It never said that God left the garden. It said that God came to Adam in the cool of the day, came from where? We know God can be anywhere. 
but the representation of the kingdom of God has always been a paradise, a place where God is. But that, that goes into uh, deeper constructs and things of that nature. So we'll leave that also for another time, okay? And the Lord God promised to destroy Satan now. Hear me when I say this, this is another concept that we need to understand. This, we'll talk about this also. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm stuck on this. Um, but the angels, Lucifer and, and, and all of his cohorts and, and, and Gabriel and all of the angels, the archangels and all of them, these are all considered the sons of God. I'm going to stop right there. We will revisit these things because these things must be learned in lieu of Greek and Hebrew text and vernacular. You will not get the totality of the revelation or the understanding without knowing some Greek and Hebrew. That's the only way to completely understand it because there are things that need to be taken um, out of the English vernacular and placed back in the original vernacular. Okay. All right. So he cast them. God cast Lucifer to the ground and promised to bring forth a fire from the midst of Lucifer and to devour him. Now let's look at this. Lucifer's sin began in his heart. We just spoke about this. Okay. And he had what is considered classically five wills. Five I wills. Okay. And this is when we, you begin to fall into pride. And we all know this. You fall into pride with the I wills because I will ascend. Let's not even say, let, when we're talking about him, we, I will ascend into heaven. Look at this. Someone who thinks that they can take what is yours, but they don't understand in totality what it took for you to get what you got or why you have what you have. Because they've never been through what you've been through. I will ascend into heaven. This is what he said. The next one is, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Somebody says, I will get into your position. And not only will I do that, but I will go above what it is that you've done. Because I'm that much better than you. That sounds so much like pride. Sounds very, very much like pride. Okay. The third one is, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. I will oversee everybody. I will sit upon the heads of the congregation. That means everybody has to listen to me. Everybody must listen to what I talk about, what I'm saying, what I'm doing. Once again, these eyes and pride are synonymous. Okay, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. That means I will be above so high, so high that you can't even reach me and see me, but you'll know that I'm ruling because of who I am. Once again, it's pride. And then I will be like the most high. Now, instructively, I have to say this. Jesus spoke in reference that it's not for the student to be better than the teacher, but to be like the teacher. Because the student 
should never try to exceed the teacher. There is a reverential respect to understanding that, okay? Because the foundation of the teaching came from that individual, that person, that being. And now the person, the, 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 the student is trying to not only supersede the person who taught them, created everything about them, but in that course, there's a disrespect in the, on that level. And he said, he, he, he already stated with the first four I wills, but this one is, it's almost as if he understood that he can't really go there. Oh, this is a conversation that we could have. And that last one was, I will be like the most high because he realized he couldn't get any higher. So I'm going to be like him. I can't be him, but I can be like him. Why? Because, and I have to say this, angels and demons do not have the power of creation. I'm going to say that again. Demons and devils do not have the power of creation. Angels do not have the power of creation. And I'll say this a little bit later on down the line. You cannot, demons and devils cannot multiply continuously. Remember, they're non-corporeal spiritual beings. They do not copulate, but they do not have the creative aspect to recreate and create. The power of God lies in the image of man because we've been given a particular power of God. Who is man that you are mindful of him? We look like him, walk like him, talk like him. We can procreate. We can't create, but we can procreate, which means we can make after like kind. We are stewards of the garden. Yeah, yeah, we've 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 uh, we've been very very bad stewards the garden and the rest of the world because we were supposed to uh, uh, subdue, have dominion and subdue. We were supposed to make the garden expand the garden out and make the rest of the planet like the Garden of Eden. Look what we've done, my God! Look, look, look what we've done. Our we had one job. We were ambassadors and divine gardeners. Let's put it like that. We were divine gardeners. We were supposed to take this planet and turn it into that paradise of the kingdom of God. Now God is expanding his kingdom through us since we're the ones who jacked it up. We're still gardening. We're still tilling. We're still planting. We're still trying to expand God's kingdom. And the reason you know it's God's kingdom because a king, which God is, he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, is the expansion of territory. So you can have a king 
And you, if you have a king, you must have a king's dome, a dome or domicile in which the king resides. No domicile, you have a king that is a nomad. And there, is, there isn't such a thing as a nomadic king. Yeah, I know we've seen these television pictures and they like to come up with these creative titles, but that's not a thing. A king must have a kingdom. And just for the record, I have to throw this out there because I'm not going to move on from this. Okay, we will continue um, next week on the continuation of demonology. But there isn't such a thing as a queendom because I get challenged. They say, well, if a woman is, is ruling, then she's the queen. Yes, she is the queen. And a queen can live but a queen would live in a kingdom because at some point in time, a king had to have made her a queen. That's how that, that is, that is the way the creative process works in Christendom. Now there's a movie that's out now that, that speaks to some other things. I'm speaking from the, from the perspective of um, the Bible, uh, biblical iconography, all of the things that are necessary to keep it in line with the way that God desired for it to be. And the thing with people saying that the patriarchy, um, that, 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 that the Bible is a patriarchy, we're speaking cultural and we're speaking the creative aspect. Let's push the cultural away. God created the heavens and the earth. He put man in the earth so that man could turn earth into, in totality, the paradise that God wanted. God could have just snapped his fingers, if he has fingers and could have made the entire planet a paradise and forget about it, we wouldn't be here. Just that simple. The problem is that God desired to create someone like him. And we are very much like him in everything that we do. The problem is free will has taken over and many people have lost their minds. Okay, let me get off of that. Um, so he said, I'll be like the most high. And that's what he desired to do. And see, Lucifer or Satan's rebellion lasted a split second. We, we, I don't even know how small. I believe quantum uh, scientists have a word for uh, something that is very, very so infinitesimally small. They have these, these, these um, mathematical um, equations that break it down to such a very small, finite level. Okay, but for a split second, and then he was, he was cast out of heaven like a bolt of lightning. He was cast, that was what I was speaking about before, he was cast out of heaven. 
Now, I'm going to say this, and you won't hear me say this until we get into the deeper aspects. But the Bible is portioned as narrative and instruction. Narrative and instruction. And because of so, many times in Christian pulpits around the world, those scriptures that are being read on Sunday at times are being read from the narrative but used as instruction. And that could be quite confusing to a Christian who does not know the separations of the Bible. It becomes quite confusing. So here's what I want to do, beloved, because we're all out of time and I'm doing these lessons in 30-minute segments. All right? We're going to come back next week and we're going to go to the next aspect of demonology, to the next aspect of demonology, all right? We're still, we're still in heaven, okay? We're still talking about um, the devil, where he came from, um, origins, okay? The origins of demons, and we're gonna talk about all of this, all right? So beloved, thank you for joining me today and like I always tell all of the students thank you for joining me and I want you to go study